Oh, good evening, good evening, good evening, my good Judies. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to tonight's podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Singly Gay. Um, you know, tonight's episode is going to be about why be mad at her. Um, I wanted to use the her acronyms because H stands for humility, E stands for empowerment, R stands for resilience. Um, I feel like that this was a topic that needed to be discussed and converse and talk about and things of that nature because, you know, just looking out in the way of the world today and just seeing things that's happening when it comes to tenants to black women and women of color, um, a lot of abuse and things that they go through. However, I'm going to go into more detail than that, but I want to really introduce my special, special guest, my uh, my lovely sister, like a child. I feel like we got the same family members and we don't. But I love I love this lady so much. Um, I want to introduce Miss uh, my special guest, Miss Tori Kendall. How are you doing? Say hey to the people, honey. Hey, people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's going on, my sister? No, I'm just here trying to make it and survive in these COVID times. When I tell you, like COVID, really put us in the box this year, okay? That part, because you know, COVID has made people creative. I think a couple of people, regular people, became TikTok famous. <laughs> Child, when I tell you TikTok started to be my new television, <laughs> oh. okay, because I was like, who, what, what show on? I'm, I'm like, I'm watching TikTok. Which uh, addicted to it. Too. Okay, at that part, I'm trying to bust out my best dance moves, like I was about to audition or something and do the robot. <laughs> So one again, I want to definitely thank you for coming and you know doing this episode with me tonight because I just uh, sorry I can't even go back to the time we first met, child. Like you just (laughs) always been amazing to me. Like your work ethic is just amazing. Like the things that you do, even in the roughest times, like you get it done. Like. Like, how are you able to do that? Is it because of, like, the strength of women that, you know, laid down the foundation and examples for you? Or was it, like, something you just went through life and figured it out? Or, like, how, like, just tell me. I feel like it is a combination of both. Because when you come from a home where you, you, you have a mom and she's a single mom almost. And I, and I can be a single mom because my dad was an absent. He just didn't live with us. But when you see a mother and she's like doing everything and then your grandmother is doing everything, you just get accustomed to making sure that you can get everything done. And I try to put that and then use the hustle mentality of my father because my father was definitely one of those hustling type, always had a gig going type of people. So I try to just like do a combination of both. But I definitely watch my mom handle life like crazy working crazy hours and then coming home and then taking care of all of us including my grandmother I just watched it all so when I got on my own it was really hard for me not to pick up those traits like it really was you kind of have to I mean yeah because the way the world works you know like life doesn't come with a book which is we know this but sometimes you know you either become your environment or you level up from your environment so, you know, when you don't have a lot 
of examples around or um I forgot I was I was I think I was reading something the other day I don't know if I was reading or just skimming through like on the internet and somebody made a statement I don't I can't remember words verbatim but was talking about what's the difference from um growing up in a single parent black household to when you grow up with both of your parents I'm like so what's the difference like how how's growing up with one single parent make me less of a person because I didn't have two parents in my life or up under the same roof to teach me you know certain morals and values of you know making sure that I have and hold respect within myself like what makes you think that I don't hold those things to me because you know maybe I only grew up with just having a father or maybe I only grew up with just having a hard-working mother and she had to play both roles and she worked multiple jobs to make sure she kept the bills paid and food on the table and clothes on our back so why, you know, why is that judgmental to the kids with the single parents? Like, I just, I didn't understand that. Like, but I always feel like that is, like, a program mentality. Like, that is, in our world, being a person of color and being of a generation to where we see so many people, or so many um, people are growing up without both parents, that's like a fantasy for us to have, to have both our parents. And I feel like people always try to play one against the other. And a lot of times, a lot of people without a parent has nothing to do with, you know, having baby daddy issues. Something could have happened to the parent. Maybe they, maybe the other parent is in jail. Like, you just never know why somebody, why it's not a two-parent household. You know, a two-parent household. You can't put that judgment out there like that. I feel that kind of post is like, you know, so tricky. It's one of those tricky statements to where you want to get a rise out of people, but you don't really know how to respond with because you just never know. You, you can't, you really can't say something like that because you're really not raised any different whether you have both your parents or not. You can have both your parents and witness an abusive relationship. Like, you can have both your parents and witness, you know, so much hardship. And then I'm over here with just my mom living the best life. Like, Exactly, yeah. like, you know, we live in middle class, we stay in somewhat decent enough a good neighborhood, but you got both of your parents and y'all living in the project. Uh, you know, daddy is a mechanic, making money, but not really making money. And, you know, mama doing what she doing at the grocery store, at the clothing store, boutique that she's at. Um, so, you know, like, Melissa, I definitely understand that. You just, you never, like, right, like you said, you just, you never know, so why would you assume that just, you know, being in a single parent household is that's just how my life is? Like, I've seen, you know, certain folks been in a single-parent household and still was able to live, like you said, the best decent life. And that parent was still able to make sure they graduated high school and make sure they paid and put them to college. And, you know, now they like, you know, doctorate or master of CEE, CFO or something, you know, just from that single parent. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you, it's like trying to compare apples and oranges. And you just, you just can't do that can't do that at all um so like what is it because to me you know like we stated before because we had a little you know behind the scenes conversation about this um about like just ha- talking about this topic alone because I just feel like black women get put down and shunned for so much for a lot of stuff but how how can you put them down and praise them in the same breath because of they were able to be exuded and do all of these things they just they figured it out without like you said 
no plan book, no, no anything. So where you feel like just being able to target them and disrespect them came from, like where, like who decided to even point that out? Like where would that even just meant it? I think that is years and years of cast down broken mentality, honestly and truly. It definitely came from way back in those days, our grandparents, 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 who thought that having the best job for a black woman was being a secretary, who thought that having the black, the best job for a black woman was being a maid. Like Those are the things that back then what we had to look forward to as a woman of color trying to, you know, make it on our own. Like, I remember watching and reading about becoming a secretary and how that was a big deal for a black woman. That was the job to have. And that is past, that is passed down, broken down mentality because we have always thought so, so low of ourselves. To say that even and not just black women, the black and brown people in general, yeah. we've always been conditioned to think so low about them. So that is a pass down mentality. So now we're in 2020 where everybody is black power, quote, fist everywhere. And you know, it's like an uprising of a whole youth and generation of us coming pretty much coming into our own, realizing that we can be CEOs and CFOs and every title under the sun that carries the figures that, you know, people of our counterparts have. And I, and I honestly think as a woman, you know, we get targeted the most because we've had the strength on our in the world on our backs for so long. Like, a lot of these people are born and bred even through slavery, breast milk from our tit, going mm-hmm. into these, you know, these white women's kids' mouths. Like, we raised their kids. Like, we've done all of that. And that's from way back when. So we stay carrying the weight of the world on our back. But as long as they were able to keep us under and keep us down with such low mentality and make sure that they we didn't read. Even until this day, like, there's still so many black people don't read. Like, imagine, just imagine what it would be like if everybody, if every person of color picked up a book, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I mean, I'm one of the people I don't really like to read. I will skim through. Oh I'll, my God. I will skim through and catch all the information I need to catch. But I don't read that much for me. Because I've had these experiences. There's something about, like, if I sit down, it could be the best book ever. Like, the number one best book. And got all the information that I need. If I read, it really puts me to sleep. So that's why I tell people, I'm like, if you, I'm like, because I know how I operate. I can't speak for everybody else. But if you tell me about a book or somebody's like, it's a good read, you should listen. The first thing I'm going to ask you, I'm like, do they have an audio book? Because the thing I'm, I've learned and learned about myself is I'm a good listener. Like, I'm a good listener before I'm sitting here looking and like, child, you want me to read 870? I'm not about to get to 870. Yeah, I'm just not reading it. It's not even about the book that we read. It's about the type of book that we read. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even, it's, it's way past the James Patterson book. You know, successful people are always reading and writing books that happen to do with success. We're not even trying to read those books. 
You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's not even about, because I know a lot of people, a lot of people are not meant for school. A lot of people are not meant for things like that. So you can't, like, you know, down, like, edge that into somebody's head. I always feel like you have to, you have to know your strengths and weight. Or my brother is that type of person that he was not into school at all. Like, at all. But he is definitely brain smart as far as stock like he's into that stuff and he, he didn't graduate high school you know what I'm saying like here I am with my masters on a whole nother level so I know that it's different for, you know for we're like night and day for people like that but it's just the type of information that we decide to fill our heads with and a lot of us not even putting ourselves in the position to gain the knowledge that we need exactly. to drop above what keeps us there so, like, what do you think the reason for that? Is it because of just, like, just being in the fear of, like, you don't want to know or if you feel like, do you know too much that it it may not help you or will help you? Or is it because you just don't want to know? Because if you get the information, you know, people tend to forget. Information that you get is easier to pass down because I know. The fact that I know, if I give it to you, it's going to help you give you the tools and things that you need to move forward and do way better than what I was doing with getting this information. But that's also a stigma. So let's take let's take let's break that down. People who have this information. When we look at those people, even as far as as far as our generation, our person, you know, our perception of color, the people are like she too old she too this she, they too that so if I'm the person that I like you know those, those that's the stuff that I like I like to feed myself with kind of knowledge and everybody around me is like she's so extra like she's way into that black power that's like she's not trying to share that with nobody cause ain't nobody trying to listen to that so we ourselves keep ourselves down because it's either it's not cool enough, right? Not cool enough. We're not trying to listen, and we're not ready to listen. Because to even be in that space to be quote unquote woke, I don't even know where this word came from, but to be quote unquote woke, you have to have a certain mentality to even reach that level. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, a lot of people don't have that mentality. They they are stuck in the broken down, passed down, horrible mentalities from our previous lives, from our ancestors that have have been passed down. We are still stuck in the ways of we are accustomed to where we are, where we live. We, you know, we've adapted to the hood. Like, that's our mind frame. And not to say there's anything wrong with it, because I come from the hood. I came from Everybody don't want to start from the bottom. People want it to be handed to them. And it's not being handed to them. But the person that's trying to hand it to them is too woke for them to hand it to them. You know? So it's like a a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Which is honestly the reason why a lot of people who have this knowledge won't share it. And that's understandable because like now, you know, just looking out and seeing people like, people act, well, if we know these things and we have this, then you should be able to share it. But it's just like, you know, like you said before, if I have this information, I have knowledge about something, and if I'm the type of person, because I want to see all of us win, or see all of us be at the table, 
you know, if I pass it down, then why would you not share it? But, you know, we're definitely going to continue this conversation. And I hope you good listeners don't go anywhere because this is getting really, really juicy and really, really educated real fast. So, hold on to your seats and just run off and get some more popcorn or a cocktail or something. And we'll be right back. <laughs> my 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 good sis, my my lovely sister, Miss Tori Kendall is still here with me, guys. Yes, okay. Don't say hi to people. She's just looking like, hey, <laughs> right? You know, um, so we, that, 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 that's right because you know they come. Uh-huh. You know, so when we left off with you guys, we left off talking about you know the last part of you know thing, you know what it's like. Growing up in a single family household or two family households and things of that nature. Um, but even with just that, you know, like I was saying, I just feel like it's something. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out that something is when it comes to, you know, very strong, millionated, like black queens. It's something about, that's why I call it black queen. It's something about the black queen that, like, people know they cannot keep y'all down. But they will try everything in the book to make it look like, like I said, you know, like they're worthless. They're not worth anything. They're not meant for, they don't contribute things on this earth. And I'm just like, they do. Because if they didn't, you wouldn't feel so threatened. So like, well, like, why, like, why is that? Like, why do, even if, you know, because sometimes it could be from our own men, our own men of color, like the black men, they just so quick to attack the black woman like like what is that about and for what you know what though it is because at the end of the day he still symbolizes and everything and at the end of the day when you got a family to take care of and a family to feed you gonna figure it out and (laughs) we are we are the Master, like we've mastered the level of survival. We had to figure it out. When we were in that, but I think that also is just something in our bloodline. Like we would come in and, you know, we were slaves when we started here. We were getting raped by our slave masters and all of that. We still had to live. Okay. We had to feed the raggedy kids. We had to cook their raggedy food. We still had to go home to our families. We learned to adjust to any any situation and I feel 
feel like that's the reason because a lot of other cultures don't have did not have to go through any of that constant you know any of those hardships and even even if they did it wasn't as solid as what it is this stems from you gotta remember we are dominant exactly that's what people tend to forget we are very dominant don't play no games Right. We are culture. So it's like everything that's been learned had to be learned through us. It's like being an older child, being an older child. You learn as from, if you're the youngest, you learned everything from watching older. So you knew exactly what not to do, what to do, how to get away with murder, just because you watched the older child go through everything and then figure out a way to survive. So when, when you look at us as the dominant factor, especially black women who have carried everything, you know as other cultures have become to evolve, they knew exactly how to do what they needed to do because we already taught them the game. They learned it from okay. us. They learned it and they stole it. Let's, okay. Let's make they that clear. They learned and they stole it. They out here so, stealing in these streets. Just want y'all okay. to know. It's like, you know, so, think you're about to go get that ticket for that good uh, play. And you so happen to bought a bootleg on the DVD. Sorry, Tyler Perry child, because they messed you up in early in your career because they was just bootlegging your stuff. They were some good plays, but they was just bootlegging your stuff. They was trying to make sure they took all your coin, girl. They took all your coin. <laughs> Sure, he learned that from his mama. I would say Medea, but Medea is him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have like Tyler Perry. You learned that from Medea, but like no, Medea, Medea is you, and you is Medea. I mean, you know, uh, you know, shout out to Medea. You know, even though she ain't gonna ever come back to no movie, no play, no nothing. I mean, I think I'm a miss. I think I'm a miss her in the theater. Me too, but he attributes a lot of his. Yeah, and that, you know, and I feel like, especially within our culture, our people, I just think that that should be the thing to do, you know, just, like, just pay homage, just pay respect, just, you know, even if you felt like at that time, your mom wasn't being the best mom with you as a kid, but, like, commend her, like, look at the shit (laughs) she took to give you a life. When you grow up, you like, damn, my mother did because when you were a kid, you don't know. A lot of times, we'd be so poor. We were so broke when we were kids. You wouldn't even know because your mother did not let you see her drop a tear. She didn't let you see the struggle. You always ate. You had toys. You had clothes. Mm-hmm. You had hot water. You had friends. You had $5 to go get you a hero or soda and some snacks. 
was cool every day. You ain't know you was broke. You okay. ain't know you was cool. You and didn't... then when you get older, you like, well, shit. Okay. Like, this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is what? <laughs> and then you had the nerve to be, oh, shit, and you can do it by yourself. Okay. Well, goddamn, man. Really, you like you really don't, which is like that's just crazy because I'm just like, you know, um, you know, shout out to my mom because I love my mom so much, and you know, it took us to a place to really like love on one another because I'm not gonna look. I was one of them kids, like I said, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan on the west side of Detroit, over there, you know, off of Michigan Ave, living always in Westmore. Um, like my mom been through a lot in her life, so because I felt like the things that she was battling and she was through like I was very selfish about because I'm like I was young you should have been there I feel like you should have um fought enough to have been a part of my life in certain situations um I feel like you should have you know fought enough to be around even though you feel like you couldn't but it was like you know learning her backstory and things that she's experienced as like once I got older like I understood like I understood why you know I understood why she went through what she went through. Um, so I took it upon myself, at a, like I was I was wrong, but at my young age at the time, I was in my early 20s. And um, like I had like I had to have a heart to heart with my mom. Like I had to explain to her, let her know like, look at that time when you was doing you, when I was younger and you know, battling your own demons and certain things, I didn't appreciate it because I, I, I felt like I was more important. But you know, to her, she thought what she did was, you know, loving and caring that she was being the best mom that she could. Which is, I can't knock that. You know, we're human beings at the end of the day. One. So when you going through your own different challenges and stuff like that, you have you have to respect that. You have to respect the hustle. You have to respect the game. Stuff is what it is. Um. So I took it upon myself, and I, I apologized to my mom. I was like, you know what? You, you you went through what you went through. It was for a reason. It, it's your child and tribulation. It's just stories and stuff. Whenever you're ready to share and tell that story. Um, but however, like I, I feel like I need to release this pain. I need to release this heartache in order for me to do it. It's to get over this. So I said, I'm sorry. I love you. And I forgive you. And like we're just going to move on. And when I did that, me and my mom has been great since. You know, because it, it's, it's nothing like somebody wants their past rolled up in their face. I don't have to remind you what you was doing back in 1986 and 85. We in 2020. You are a whole different person. You're not the same person that you was back then. And I think that also people tend to forget that. Like, you, people tend to forget that you grow. You can't hold the past person to the new person. Right. So why You're not the person that you were yesterday today. Like, exactly. Right. So for me, I'm like, why, why, like, why do people do that? Why, like, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of it? But I feel like even even with that, first of all, your next topic on podcast should be about a mother's love. Like that is a whole nother story, uh, topic in itself. Okay. But but even with that, like just just imagining or going through because there are a lot of kids, whether you gay or straight, however, 
some women are not nurturers by nature. So they think they're doing for their children, even though as a child, even as an adult, you still want that love from your parents that you think that you should deserve. And sometimes, you know, that has to be told because a lot of mothers are not nurturers. A lot of mothers got pregnant just, you know, how it works. Okay. And, you know, and it, you know, they like, I'm not, they made the conscious decision to, to have the child and to raise the child. So they're learning the nurturing part as they are growing and raising the child. So, of course, there's going to be a whole lot of backlash and resentment and missed emotions and miscommunication. And that in itself is a topic. Let's talk about the miscommunication between a child, a parent and a child. Why does the Tell child have to, Why does the parent have to feel like their work is the only way? Like, why does, why does the parent never listen to how the child feels? Which is where a lot of resentment for, from a child to their parent comfort because their parents don't listen. Exactly. It's like, I'm trying to tell you some shit you don't want to listen to me and you're looking at me like, that's not what it is and I know this because you know how parents be. I've been on this earth for 47 years. You can't tell me nothing. I'm like, are you sure? Because you've been on the earth for 47 years. The question is, lady, how long have you been in this house? Right. But that's, the, I mean, that's a whole other topic. But just, just the to bring that full circle just to bring that full circle just having that conversation with your mom and you know apologizing and expressing your feelings and moving forward and creating the relationship that you guys have it's like the empowerment in itself that could have definitely moved her into a she might have had a weight on her shoulders that you didn't even know Maybe she figured out that she was the best parent to you and didn't know how to say it. So you apologize first and now look, now you guys have the best relationship ever. Like all any kind of teachable moment is an empowerment moment um, when it comes to something like that. And that gives us women our superpower. Like we're always looking for a teachable moment or something that's gonna make us realize like this I can do different this I can do this because even though a lot of us some of us are not nurturers we are always ready to make sure that we are sponging in the information and we're just taking it back out in the loving manner that it needs to be and at the end of the day if a woman doesn't feel the love that she deserves or she doesn't get the love that she thinks she deserves in return she's not going to give that love that she thinks she deserves back to the person she's going to get give the love that she's always gotten so if I've always gotten tough love the next person that comes whether it be a spouse or a kid they're going to get the same tough love because that's the only kind of love that I know exactly and sometimes you know the crazy thing is when that's all you know they, they get blamed for it I mean you ain't do this and I need you there emotionally and, you didn't, and then when you become an adult and you talk about it you like the parent is like that's, that's all I know how to give. That's, that's all I know. Like, if you, as a teenager, as a kid, took the time to want to set out, sit down with me and had conversations, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, your parents don't tell a lot because they want to keep a lot of things 
from me. But I'm pretty sure if I went to my mom and say, mom, not mom, mom, we need to talk, girl. Because um, this, I'm feeling a certain way about this, and I, I want you to tell me so I can get a better understanding. But when you're a teenager, you don't think about that. Like you, you got you got wax in your ears. You think you're grown. You're coming in and slamming doors and all of that. But see, kids don't know when you're doing a dumb shit. Apparently, you know real quick. You think you're grown? You want to help pay these bills? Cause I'll start. Okay. I'll start charging you rent, and you ain't got no job. <laughs> okay. Imagine you talking so much crap. Your mama was like, "Well, rent is due every first month." Like, what do you mean? I'm gonna need 275. Well, I'm gonna get 200. I don't, you better figure it out. I'm figuring that shit out. <laughs> you so grown, talk to all this mess. You make sure you have my money every first month. Okay. That's exactly how I'm. Child, I, look, I've been through that. It's nothing like walking in the home and they, oh, you a kid, you living so free. I'm like, if you think that, bitch, I pay rent every month. What you I pay, I pay, I literally pay for a room. Not the whole house, even though the whole house is mine, I do whatever. But I'm paying for my room. But then still got a curfew. Still, still got a curfew, and they telling you you better be in the house before the street lights come out. <laughs> I pay for <laughs> that part. Like, what, like, what do you mean? I'm paying you, you like renting utilities, lady. But um, yes, y'all keep that going. I'm telling you, this conversation is amazing with my sister. Like, ugh, y'all just don't understand. But, you know, um, we're going to take another break. When we come back, you know, we're going to play our favorite lovely game that I love to play so much, which is tea and hot chocolate. We'll say tea and hot chocolate. Hey, tea and hot chocolate. Ah, tea and hot chocolate. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, y'all going to play this good old game called tea and hot chocolate. Thank you for listening to the game. And we'll return soon. Yo, 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 hey everybody. I want to thank you guys for returning back to my podcast. Hey, I'm still here with my special guest, my good sister. That's not a good sister. Miss um, Tori Kendall. Yes, yes, yes. We rockin'. <laughs> we rockin'. <laughs> so, y'all already know how this goes because this is my favorite, favorite, favorite game to play. <laughs> and I don't know if my sister likes playing games because she didn't know this was happening. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. So, y'all know it's time to play tea. Hot chocolate. Let's say tea. Hot chocolate. Mmm, tea. I'm going to eventually get a uh, like a sound bite for this so I can insert it so I won't have to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, we're going to play tea and hot chocolate. Okay. 
and I'm gonna ask you a few couple to a couple of a few questions. Okay. <laughs> um, if you feel like it's the truth and it's tea to you, then you will say tea and explain why. Okay. So, like, if you feel like the question is, child, it's a hot mess, it is not the truth, it's messy as hell. Who even said that? I don't believe that. I don't even know if that's the thought process. It would just be hot chocolate. <laughs> and you explain why it's hot chocolate. Now, if you come to a crossroad, it's a twist. Ah, gotcha. Now, if you come to a crossroad where you like, mm, it can kind of be tea and hot chocolate, but you want to force them more tea, give tea tea and say why it should actually be tea instead of hot chocolate. No, I can do the 50-50. I can do the 50-50. Now, if you want to do the 50-50 and explain why it's 50-50, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. So, so you ready? I'm ready. Let's get into this game. Um, so, question one for you, Miss Boy. With being a woman of color, is the downfall of disrespect outpoured because it's coming from our own tea or hot chocolate? That's hot up tea. <laughs> I love going to the backyard party with the barbecue wings and the good malt liquor, the you know, the OGE 48. I don't know if I said that right now. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm a liquor drinker, not a beer drinker for real. But you know, shout out to all the people that drink the OEs. If you know what that is, if you don't, I'm gonna need you to go Google it. <laughs> <laughs> that part. But no, you, you're absolutely right. I, I, you know, I can kind of agree with that because the way I look at it is, I just feel like if our own people is is not flat out um, pouring disrespectfully to one another. I think that it won't leave the room for other people to do it. Right. It, it definitely wouldn't, but even if so, if we weren't pouring out disrespectfully to each other, we wouldn't have well, we wouldn't be able to stand, you know, on our own two feet. It always takes it, it's always fine for us Just why not? 
Just why just they not see it? Like, exactly. I used to hate that. I can say it, but you can't say it. What the fuck does that mean? Like, just don't do it. We give, we give other people. Exactly, and then one, and then want to hide your hands and say, "No, I didn't." Right. That part. So moving to the next question, the deep hot chocolate. I wish I could see him doing this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, so question two. Oh, child. Can we elevate? To be strong as one. I'm like, because me, I look at it, I'm like, no, I, I think we could, I think we could. But then, like you said, when you sprinkle all them little gems and nuggets, it's like, where you done onto something, that, that, that just might take a while. And I'm saying that because of, when you look at the time of how far we came with the whole, you know, LGBTQAI plus situation, and... We're in 2020, mind you guys. We about to be at 2021, and black people still, still have an issue. Not, not, not even just black people still have an issue. Gay people are still having an issue. The extra letters in the LGBT thing—that's still an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 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 that's still an issue. 
we we gonna go into that another day, child. I I get to twenty twenty one and everything still ain't black and white. It ain't black and it ain't left and it was because we gotta remember we came from this gay and lesbian then this lesbian gay bisexual trend now it's a whole category so you know I wanna I wanna I wanna I just I just I got a question because I just wanna know real quick before we continue seeing how chocolate so if we got all of these letters because you know it was lesbian and then it was gay then you got the trans why they didn't add a letter D in that yet because we still got DLs we dealing with or is that the acronym is just only going for the straight folks I'm just quiet minds want to know, you know, DL men still jumping folks DMs and you know I got a girl, I got a baby mama, can't nobody know that I'm like, mm, are you sure about that Tyrone? You know, I'm not even gonna get his way. But that's funny because there's girls that's like that. People think that DL is for dudes. Like, it's hella females that's like that. There's hella females like, oh, I just wanna be gay for you, bitch. Get out of my Come on. You I'm like, I'm like, gay for me. Why don't you just go be gay for Uncle Sam? Child, he the one taking the money. Right. But you ain't, how many people you done said you just wanna be gay for me? You just wanna be gay for Dumb. You sound dumb. I would have been, been like, you lint liquor. But no. <laughs> I love that. I'd have like, you cootie queen. Who you calling that cootie queen? Lint liquor. Lint liquor. <laughs> oh, child. Let's go on to the next question. Thank you, child, because y'all, y'all don't understand. I, I have not chatted with my good sister for so long. We will be here all night. And this episode probably would turn into two hours, okay? And we try not to prepare it for it being two hours. And she got to go to sleep, child. She rubbing her forehead, her eyes. She didn't even wrap her head up. But I'm not going to tell y'all. Night-night <laughs> <laughs> time. It's, 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 it's way night-night time. <laughs> so question three. See a hot chocolate. Do black women outshine regardless of any Okay, add the ginger. Add glycerin. Go get you some chamomile. Flavor that bitch up. That's real. Drop a shot of vodka, but don't tell your parents I told you that. That's a good, uh, you know, uh, recipe. You want to know what's sitting there? That's just, that's just how I feel like that's just how we're programmed to be in, in any situation. Even even if you look at, let's take, um, let's take something as taboo as being a stripper. You know what I'm saying? Something as taboo. Yeah, I used to be a stripper. Shout out to my strippers, y'all. Okay. But, you know, 
when, which, which is funny because when white women are doing it's burlesque. When black people are doing it, they strip. Exactly. It's the same shit. White women just got a prettier name. But what happened was, we took it, and now, I, you know, our booties and our bodies are so exotic. So now it's a whole billion, kajillion dollar company. When people was burlesquing with feathers, they were, I don't know what they was getting. Okay. Just because they was just doing titty tricks. But now, <laughs> you know, each man, listen, I follow some of them white women. They, they got some tricky shit now. I, I look, I, I'm pretty sure. That's why certain black men go to them and then a lot of them ain't got no ass, child. That's all bad. That's back to me. All bad. That's but, all you bad. know, um, even with that, look how they turn in 2020. our last and final question of tea and hot chocolate you know child y'all gotta see my sis she been over here sweating on these questions because she been really thinking like like now 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 wait a minute <laughs> no 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 wait a minute now she's like what's the name <laughs> okay <laughs> okay you're gonna last and final question the generational curtain be broken. Yeah, that's straight up tea. Yeah. And I say that because Okay, it's okay. So later. It's hailing out here. Okay, I figured that part. She like, who's throwing at the window? I don't hit the job. But um I say yes because we are, even myself, I'm a whole entrepreneur. I got a whole three business, honestly. But I, um, those, those generational curses came broken. Just we started with one chain with one person. That's all, that's all it takes. Absolutely. And if you come from the, the thought process that you have to work a nine to five, Get 25 years and then retire and you think that's okay, then your thought process needs to be shifted because at the end of the day, they tell you to work a nine to five for job security and then COVID hit and you don't have them. Exactly. Because so many people lost their jobs. Exactly. But then um, on the flip side, you have a business that's still thriving. Because <laughs> I just gave you a whole stripping example. Okay. of how people are making it in times of COVID. Mm-hmm. So 
you went from having a nine to five to having a whole side hustle term business term four different investments because now the money that you're bringing in from your different investments are making more money than what you could have gotten from that nine to five where your parents programmed you to think that you got to go to school and education get that job put in those 25 years and then you get your social security and your pension when you retire that ain't gonna work and if you're looking at the way things are going now social security and pension plans have deducted have dropped so much it's not even worth even putting in the 25 that's like doing a license doing 25 a license for a 250 dollars check and if you living in New York, where the rent is damn near three thousand dollars. Okay, that part. For that. Child, I move real quick. Bravo for that. What's your job? You gotta have another job. Okay. You, you gotta got have five jobs. You got. You need five streams of income. That that is uh something that needs to be taught honestly and truly, and it's only going to be taught now. Because of the time that we live in. Right. More people listening now because of the time that we live in. If pre-COVID, and if somebody was telling you about having another stream of income, no matter what it was, you were looking at them like, what kind of scam are you trying to run? Exactly. Now, now you like, I'm jumping board. They got another stream of income? They like, oh, what, 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 what is this investment? What is this investment? What are you, what are you doing over here? Like, they want to know. Because now, they're generally interested in trying to figure out how they can make more money because their job is not very secure. And I work for the post office. Granted, that's a government job. It's union. <laughs> the post office ain't never shutting down. I don't care how many rumors y'all think is going around talking about how the post office is going to shut down. But even with that, I still don't feel secure in my position. Right. I still feel secure. And I know that I can't technically get fired without but even with that you just never know the, the cut that you're going to get whether it be a pay cut you never know the hours you're going to get whether that be cut like, you just never know we live in a generation now where our generation don't even use the post office we don't send mail like they did back in the day exactly. the only thing keeping us alive is packages and honestly and truly with Amazon with their own Y'all don't understand it was so last minute, y'all. She almost beat me up. Um, <laughs> but, but I love my sister. She 
um, stick to time out of her schedule was really was willing to do this with me and I'm just thankful and grateful and amazing um, you know you want to drop some handles for the people because y'all know she a businesswoman so anybody that like jewelry earrings and all of that stuff this is the girl to go to now honey because she be having sales and deals and y'all know Christmas is around the corner so some of y'all heifers need some jewelry my um, I, my name is the same on social media all across the board as far as my jewelry business is concerned. It is called J Wolf Jewels. It is J E E W A L K Jewels, and it is on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for J Wolf Jewels. Um, I have a VIP page and a public page for J Wolf Jewels. And if you want to follow me, of course, my name is Tori Kendall on Facebook. You can definitely add me as a friend. Um. And my second business is called Protege, and that is actually geared to um, melanated women with natural hair. So that's why it's called Protege. The website is protege.com, and Instagram and Facebook is Protege. So F R O T G E, Protege. And that is a clothing line. We definitely have um, head wraps as well. And then my third business is Trials and Triumphs. I told you I got mine. Okay, child, my, my sister out here hustling, y'all. Don't sleep on them. <laughs> and my third business is called Trials and Triumph, and that's actually a little line with my brother. So I try to make sure I get everybody on, and it's um, T-R-Y-A-L-S, and Triumph is T-R-Y-U-M-F. So you can definitely find that on Instagram as well. So I let my brothers run that. I let my homegirl run pro today, and then I run day one. Ah, yes. Come on, you better do it, Miss Tori Kendall. Honey, with all these businesses showing that black people, we can do anything and make anything. Never forget that. Um, yeah, so you guys have a lovely night. I hope this conversation was very interesting for you, just as well as it was for us. And remember, if you can't kick it with your Judy's, who can you kick it with? <laughs> um, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Singly Gay, and have a good night.